listening to the bomb hole. Bomb hole podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the bomb hole. Gonna slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. We're back in the booth here at the bomb hole, presented by Pub Beer, Wild Mikes, and Solomon Snowboards. Now, Stony Buds, how are we doing, my friend? Doing so good, my dog. Love hearing that. Uh, to my left, we have current X Games slopestyle gold medalist, Dusty Hendrickson. Woo! How are we doing? What's going on, <laughs> Dusty? How Chilling, are you? man. Yeah, doing great. <laughs> well, let's just dive right into it, man, because uh, we got a lot to cover today. But um, currently, it was really fun watching you in the last X Games. Uh, you won Knucklehuck, and then you also won... X Games slope style gold at age seventeen. Can you can you like kind of paint a picture of what that week was like leading up to it and everything like that? Yeah, it was it was definitely a pretty crazy situation with uh, the whole COVID and everything because all I could hear about it was like this is so different. There's no party. Like where's the party? Where's everybody at? Like what's so it's definitely weird. Like kind of going to registration, signing in, and then like just going back to the hotel room, chill, and then go snowboard, go chill. But it was super. It was super fun. It was definitely nice. Like. For a contest, for everyone's, like, body-wise, I feel like it was nice for how chill it was. It was just, everyone was like, go practice and then go do literally nothing <laughs> until the next practice. What about the fact that you guys had no crowd? Was that a weird situation? Yeah, it was a little weird just, like, just at being at X Games, and it was, like, kind of just feeling like you should have more nerves, but it was just, like, kind of a chill event just with all the homies. It was just super fun, so... Mm-hmm. It was, like, weird, but also in its own way pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even media, there was only, like, two photographers, right? And a yeah. couple video people. Yeah. And- For sure. It was, like, one athlete and one athlete support per, like, like so it was two people per athlete. Wow. I guess, and that's pretty much all you saw in the arena. It was pretty crazy. Wild. Um, so we rode yesterday for a while. Uh, it was super yeah. fun up at Woodward. And I was kind of asking you about the contest and, like, I'm kind of personally fascinated about how you kind of, like, prepare for – like a big event like the X Games, right? And you're kind of one of the younger guys in the event, but you were saying some cool stuff about how you don't really, like, a lot of it's out of your control, so you don't overthink it too much, right? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, there's just so many, like, inconsistencies in the way, like, the sport works, just in general, like, the... Like, one edge mark creates one rut one way, and then you fall into that rut, catch an edge on a rail, and then, I don't know, you break your hip or something crazy. (laughs) Like, you you never know what's going to happen. So, like, yeah, it's kind of hard to control everything when you can't control anything in a sense so i try to just relax and yeah try to just snowboard treat it like another practice run and that's genius for somebody it your is. age you know to be able to be like oh, this thing's i could catch my edge and banana hook into this rail so yeah i mean it's just great yeah like you could have like the slightest uphill wind which makes you go like the fraction is slower and then you knuckle and i don't know yeah there's just too many things to think about that you just can't think about or you'll freak out and won't be all I won't be having fun boarding, and that's when I feel like I ride my best is when I'm just having fun just snowboarding. So It it shows in your riding, yeah, dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool. We had James Jackson on here not too long ago, and he was kind of saying that, uh, you know, if you can make the judges want to go ride, that's kind of how you win. I thought that was really cool because that's kind of the effect that your slopestyle run had. There was a lot of people doing similar runs, but I, yours just had that extra little flavor to it. Yeah, it thank cool. you. Yeah, I'm so stoked. That was a... Uh, yeah, miracle of a day for me. <laughs> well, uh, you listen to music when you're riding, right? 
Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, it's pretty off and on, like, if I if I find the earbuds or if I don't. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I try to listen with music for sure. What were you listening to the day you won that? I was listening to Hypnotize. <laughs> like Biggie on, Smalls. Yeah, on repeat all day. <laughs> on repeat? Yeah, just, like, well, because you only get, like, like what, 35 seconds of ah. riding, and then you're on the sled, so you can't really hear your music, so just pause and repeat. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. I would like to see somebody take your slope style run and edit it to because you had that that bounce to it, it almost nice. I could see it kind of working flow into hypnotize. That would it's kind of weird how like mid comp run you also you'll just be like, oh, this song's sick. Like <laughs> this is just so sick. Like being out here on this course, mm-hmm. it's like it's like like for dropping into practice like first run. It's like nothing you've ever just hit or ridden before. So it's just so crazy like riding up that big quarter pipe first run. It's like it's a wild experience. For Was sure. it your first X Games? Yeah, yeah. Wow, coming yeah, in with the win. <laughs> you told me something yesterday about how you didn't did you learn switchback 12s? I've I've learned them. I learned them here last year and I've done like four or five since then, so I was like feeling pretty confident coming in. But then that first jump was like the lip was kind of a little flatter and I have a hard time like popping off my switchback. I kind of like let the lip do it for me. So I like pulled up and just couldn't figure out how to get like enough spin or any like enough all week to like get even a 10 around, let alone like a 12. And then the last day, or, like, the night before the last, like, before comp day, I, like, screen recorded Mark McMorris's run and, like, just saw, like, just to watch him do a switchback 12 because I was, like, I have the rest of my run, but I just need that one trick. And then, like, yeah, first run of practice, I, like, hit it, and then the second run, I, like, landed the 12, and I was just so hyped. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, basically, you didn't have a run until 20 minutes before. Yeah, Oops. no, it was a miracle. <laughs> and I was, Jeez. like, yeah, I, I had, like, my whole run. I, I hadn't done backside on the second jump yet, because I couldn't do the first jump. I couldn't, like, get 12. So, my first run was, like, the back 10. I did a back 10 just to, like, hit it backside. I tried triple, but I didn't think I was going to get to my feet, so I didn't quite. Well, no, you look like you're chill. Uh, it looks like a chill situation when you're riding. Yeah. Are you chill or are you freaking out? I mean, I'm like, I'm trying my best not to freak out, kind of just like trying to stay as chill as possible and not think about anything, kind of just like, j- trying to distract yeah, myself. Yeah, it sounds like, like you go hollow head. You go, yeah, we call I it the just, hollow head technique. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I feel like that is almost when like stuff just works out is when I'm like, I'll, I'll be even like, I'll kind of test myself t- sometimes and like park riding, you'll just like drop and be like, all right, let's land everything right now, like comp run kind of. And then the more you, like, stand up there and get ready for it, like, the more I almost mess up and the more I just am like, all right, comp run, and then I just, like, drop in without thinking about it. And then it, like, kind of just works out because you're just, like, going through it almost. It's just weird. It's- yeah. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll drop some of these clips in. But yesterday we went and rode Woodward. I follow Camden for a handful of laps. And I would kind of ask him at the top, like, Dusty, what are you going to do on the jump line? And he'd be like, I don't know. I figure it out when I get to the <laughs> jump. Damn. That is some black belt level hollow head action right yes. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I I have a hard time just doing that. I feel like it's more fun to just drop in. And then I've also been trying to kind of make myself better at riding regular, just like get a more natural feeling with your switch stance because I feel like the more you can just flow around and like do whatever you want with your body. Like, so when, when you're talking about regular, you're talking about riding switch, just yeah, to be yeah, clear. Just, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm goofy. So like, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of like scapegoat. Yeah. He's a skater. Yeah. It's just so like crazy to watch him skateboard because you could never, ever tell if he's regular or goofy. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like sick to have that in snowboarding. So you like do like a switch pow slash and then come in and do like some crazy strip. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just having that like endless level of freedom to be able to do whatever you want in whatever way, which is kind of why I try to like ride and not plan stuff. So like 
when if I'm coming into the second jump, like weird angled for like one trick, I'm not going to like try to get over the other side to like make that edge mark. I'll try to just maybe do another trick and just <laughs> try to keep it flowing instead of like making a plan and then like scrambling to make it work and kind of just going with it. It's more back more in the day. We never sense. knew if J2 was going switch or regular <laughs> only because he looks so sketchy. Yeah. He looks switch always. <laughs> <laughs> he always looked like it was a liability coming into the jump. So I like your technique sounds a little bit more, uh, yeah, <laughs> like it'd be an advantage for you. Uh, one thing too, you said yesterday when you're the kind of, uh, uh this is a sh- corny term, but the aha moment on the switchback 12 or, you were talking about it's a, it's kind of a, we're getting into some intricacies of snowboarding here, but with the switchback twelve, you were kind of talking about st- staying over your board. Yeah, yeah, because I I like have a tendency, especially because like when I was trying them a lot of the days, it was a little slower. So you're having to like tuck, which makes your chest like you're almost hunched over at like a ninety degree angle. And then when you're trying to like set for a trick, you can't you don't you can't go back all the way. You have nowhere to go back. If you're standing up, you can just go so far back and you have so much more to throw across your body to get the momentum to like get around. So I was just like, he is standing up super tall and staying like centered, which is where you can jump straight up and how you don't drift if you're like centered. Cause if you're leaned over and you jump like that, then you're going to go that way or that way. So yeah, there's a lot of little tweaks that you can do and think like to think about in general, just when you're like hitting jumps, it's super, super weird. Yeah, I love, uh, I think the body mechanics is fascinating with like how you guys are able to go off of a jump and do a 1440 that seems <laughs> effortless when it, like I will, you know, if you have bad fundamentals, you try a 720 and it requires a lot of effort and it's like the same with anything that the hinge, when you hinge at your waist, you lose all your, you're not going to jump high if you're, yeah. you're hinged, but when you have that kind of good body mechanics where you're yeah, more over your board sure. and, uh. Anyway, we're kind of getting into the weeds with that stuff, but I think it's it's fun to talk about. Well, you are it always bombing crazy. in, right? Yeah. And leaning forward. It's mm-hmm. like Makes insane, though, how, like, the littlest changes can make the biggest difference. Like, if you make your edge roll, like, 10 feet before the bottom of the lip versus at the bottom of the lip, how much more spin you'll get off of just changing that one thing mm-hmm. is insane. Because, like, if you just time the Gs, like, the amount of Gs when you're going versus, like, the lip hitting you, you just have so much more to bounce off of versus if you're, like, going slow and where to just, like, jump. Mm-hmm. So once you can utilize, like, how to use the G-forces and just, like, G out almost and yeah. fling, and it's, it's like, it just makes it so much more consistent, and, like, it's so weird, like, the littlest things, though, that can just, yeah. How does crazy. a 17-year-old learn these things? Uh, coaches, honestly, yeah. I, like, I felt like growing up, I never really had coaches. I was, like, I just rode bear every day until I was, like, 12, just with all the guys there who are just, like, super gnarly and creative just trying stuff every day so trying to like keep up with them was kind of the way I like tried to learn and then at a a certain point I kind of felt like I could critique myself but then I like went to the airbags and just for like a gold camp thing with the coaches and then they just were telling me like how my edge roll like was like a little early or whatever Mm -hmm. and because I I could do like 1080s but I capped out at 1080s because I could like only get that around like I couldn't like I wanted to learn 12s and stuff but I just couldn't figure it out and then they told me like that one thing, and I changed it like five feet later, and then all of a sudden I could do like a triple cork on the airbag. It was just like, wait, and then that switch that, yeah. tr- that switches over to like every trick though. It's in the same sense, like every single trick works that way. Like I I learned switchback fives like three years ago, I think. Like I couldn't do a switchback five for my life, and then yeah, there's just you just take it to, you just unlock one thing that unlocks so many other things, which is pretty cool part about it. It's fascinating. That it, is fascinating to people that like to hit kickers. Now, um, 
let's go back to uh, sort of back to the early years and the role of your parents and stuff. Because everybody yeah. I talk to makes your parents just seem like complete <laughs> badasses. Do you want to yeah, kind of paint a awesome. picture of your the early days? I know you raced PW50s and being from SoCal and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, uh, my dad was just straight moto head board guy his whole life and my mom's pretty much the same just loves boards and bikes and all that stuff so my parents got me on pretty much every sport they could get me on when I was little and yeah I grew up racing like dirt bikes and mountain bikes and eventually just started getting too hurt in those so I switched over to snowboarding but yeah they're they're so rad they uh they've made it possible to possible for me to do what I do so yeah I can thank them enough for sure yeah I heard some really cool things uh about, you know, your dad, he, he does, like, snowmobile tours, he's driven yeah. a taxi, a bunch of other things like that. And it, from what I gathered from talking to everybody is that, um, like, they, you know, it wasn't like you guys were, were rich by any means or any stretch of the imagination, but they made sure that you guys got outside and, yeah. and were able to do cool activities yeah. all the time. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're just they're just like me and my brother. Like, they just want, literally want to have fun. So I feel like they uh, they've prioritized their money on just making sure that we can all have as much fun as possible and, like, be outside and do what we love so and we can do that every day so it's yeah they kill it and my dad yeah he's owns a mobile detailing business in the summer and now yeah he's in the winter right now he's doing the snowmobile adventures he got invited up to do that because he bought a sled like four years ago and just started riding a bunch out in mammoth and everyone sees him oh there's marco marco he's a, he's a pretty loud guy so he's he's always talking to everyone so everyone knows him but yeah they're they're awesome they do everything they can to support me and my brother and it's super sweet how stoked were they on these uh, gold medals? <laughs> so stoked. Yeah, it was so fun going home for a second and just hanging out. Uh, where did your name Dusty come from? Uh, my, yeah, my dad definitely wanted me to be a dirt bike racer because that's, that was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. They, they just thought in general I'd be in the dirt my whole life. Like, that's all they were doing at the time when they had me. Like, they had me and my brother both at Supercross in Las Vegas. <laughs> like, that, that actually, hold on. Well, let's just, we got a guest question uh, presented by Solomon from Scott Blum, which kind of pertains to what you just said. Hey, Dusty, Scott Blum here. I was wondering, uh, do you know at what event were you conceived? Uh, yeah, Las Vegas Supercross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I could see that. You're watching the race. I get fired up at the races, too. Yeah, you know, you want to make a baby. You know what I mean? This is, he is, wow. a, he is a spawn of Supercross. This, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Well, Spawn of Supercross. <laughs> yeah, what's your brother's name? Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Uh, is I think last night Blum texted your dad to make sure that fact was correct. He's like, "Hey, was Dusty conceived at Supercross?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, and Dylan, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Dylan." Yep, a year later. <laughs> wow, I know for a fact that Dan Breezy's kid was spawned at uh, X Games Real Snow shooting. Oh, that's oh yeah, I was there. He was trying to get. He, he would ditch. He would tell us, "All right, boys, got to go to hotel room for a good hour <laughs> in between shoots." And we would just yeah. wait. And then they were like go timing her yeah. uh, ovulation, 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 ovulation. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't the, know these keywords. <laughs> we'll save this for the breezy yeah. episode when yeah. it happens. Let's <laughs> stay on target um, with that stuff. But yeah, but dude, I can see how the supercross has that effect on people. And with a name like Dusty, that's that's awesome. Yeah, should have named you uh, Snowy. Yeah. It's more of a cat yeah. name, though. Yeah. That's what they've been saying. <laughs> um, cool. Your dad was also a ripping uh, boarder in the early days of pair. Correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He uh, he uh, started snowboarding when he was 20. He grew up in uh, Huntington Beach down there in Arcadia yeah, also. And um, 
yeah, just started snowboarding when he was like 20, just tried to get as many people as he could into it because he loved it so much and then ended up linking up with uh, Tom Sims and then working for him for a little bit, just like repping snowboards and traveling around. Did a bunch of little magazines and stuff, and it's pretty funny. But then, yeah, like just has so many random connections with so many cool people, and it's definitely made a huge impact on the way I've been able to like get stuff for my snowboarding. And so it's been super nice just having that like background already coming into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, your mom, you said yesterday she was a mount into mountain boarding. Your sponsored, yeah, mountain boarding. yeah. So my dad, uh, he ended up going to Big Bear and like starting a snowboard uh instruction there like the whole snowboard program there and um ended up after that he went to mammoth and did the same thing kind of and then after that he ended up making his own like mountain board companies and started doing that and then met my mom and big bear and then got her into it and then they both kind of just started doing that like marketing thing and then yeah she ended up winning a world championship mountain board like competition she's got the little like spoke wheel trophy so sick pretty sweet yeah you got to be fucking diehard snowboarder yeah. to mountain board. Yes. Because you're oh, getting yeah. She's bodied not. out there oh. on the dirt. Dude, we, we, yeah, we've, I've been at Trans Ams, and she'll just, like, all of a sudden, me and Dylan are, like, doing the little contest, and she'll come out, should I do the women's division? <laughs> like, do the women's division, win pro class. Like, yeah, she's she's insane. <laughs> she puts in more days than you, or who puts in more days on the board? <sighs> she, she might be beating me at this point. Wow. <laughs> she's up there every day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. These guys had you shredding at two, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was on, Did I you was have a choice early. between skiing or snowboarding? They just wasn't even um, an option. I went for like I was snowboard. I like started off snowboarding, and then this little kid Anthony's birthday or something for like third grade. We went up and we were all supposed to go skiing, and I I wouldn't get in the ski boots. I like they hurt, and I just I was like I want to snowboard. Like, that would be a hard. Thing I can already snowboard. I would. I, why? Like these things suck. Like I literally can't walk. <laughs> and I just was freaking out. I guess the whole entire birthday party. So he never tried again. <laughs> Killers. Um, One thing, you know, going back to, I spend a lot of time in Mammoth, and I've been watching you from the chairlift on riding Main Park since you're a baby, it seems like, and (laughs) progressing. At what point did you move from Big Bear to Mammoth, and do you want to describe that whole situation? Yeah, I I grew up riding Big Bear and moved up there when I was, like, 12, just because, like, the jump fact. I just wanted to, like, hit more jumps and just get some airtime and we were driving up to mammoth like every single weekend for usasa anyways so it was just like why why don't we so my mom and i went up and got a what's it called a condo for like a season just me and her and my grandparents actually came up and helped us and my dad and my brother stayed in big bear to sell the house and then they sold the house and came up and met us up in the motorhome and we stayed behind wave rave for like a year which was pretty sweet in the motorhome and then yeah just like ripped to the skate park and do whatever from there and then we all Got a condo together up at Canyon the following year. And then now, the following year after that, we have the house we're in now. Incredible. That's, yeah. So that's why when you build when you build your life with your child around snowboarding and you don't have that much means and you live in a damn motor home and you ride mammoth all the time. Yeah. And look how excited I mean, he it is. Almost was, it, it was like they could have gotten a house, like a, but we just like wanted to get the perfect house because we knew we were going to be here for a, like yeah. in mammoth for a while. So we were just like, all right, yeah, we'll wait for like a good one to come around where it's mm-hmm. like worth it, and has enough space for all of us, and like, yeah. So motorhome was killer though. It was so fun just because we know everyone at Wave Rave, so it's like just hanging out with all the boys. Like, Let's give the Wave Rave an air, yeah. an air horn oh, while yeah. we're at it. It's a really awesome shop. If you're in Mammoth, be sure indeed. to check out Wave Rave. It's a lot of history. Yeah, yeah, killer, killer shop. So Main Park at Mammoth yeah. is a high speed quad. If you guys haven't been there. 
And is that what it's called? Main park? Yeah. Chair six or something like that? Chair six, main park. Same, same. And they got like, generally they got like, you know, maybe a 40 to a 50 to a 60 or like, there's usually a good set of jumps. There's like incredible rails and it's like rope toe speed chairlift. Yeah. And it's, you know, what role did, did those like repetitions play in your skill set? Uh, it was, it was so fun just being able to go in hot lap, like hot lap, just so sick there. It's like the, everything's so big, so you can go like so fast into everything. So it's, yeah, you get like 30 laps a day <laughs> in three hours and you're done <laughs> for the week probably. So it's definitely helped a lot with just, yeah, getting, getting reps like you need. And like Aiden said, <laughs> you know, reps, mm-hmm. reps is what it is. Yeah. Get those reps up, yeah. and then I'm guessing at a certain point in time, not to put words in your mouth, but you just start becoming really comfortable on those hogs, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah, for sure. It's 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 weird because they're so gnarly, but then, yeah, like two days after hitting them, three days, you're, it's like you, you know you're not going anywhere but the landing. It's, they're so, they were so good built. I haven't got to hit them this season yet with the new builder, but, yeah, they when TJ was there, they were just on point. Every year, you have TJ Dewu, a nice little air horn for that. It seems like at a certain point, you just kind of know as you're riding into it, you get better at gauging your speed. And once you know your yeah. speed's right, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, speed's right, Chuck, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like it's definitely kind of weird. Every jump's super different, and like some jumps are really inconsistent with the speed, and like you don't really know if you're gonna go where you want to go, or and some of them are like literally perfect every single time. You know exactly where you're gonna land, and those are like. The jumps we we fiend to hit all year, <laughs> like yeah, track good jumps make things feel easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's not as scary because you can like as long as you know you can get to your feet and you're gonna get to the sweet spot, you're most likely gonna like butter out to your butt or something. Mm-hmm. That's the only scary part is like not making the landing and getting to your feet. Well, uh, that brings us to our next guest question, which is presented by Solomon Snowboards. Now, uh, I know that you ride the Solomon Huck Knife Pro, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to ride that hog, but uh, Dusty does um, wins the X Games on it, so I'm guessing it's a quality snowboard. Board. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the my the favorite snowboard I've ever ridden, just because it's like the mid wide, and I feel like a lot of people's feet once you get to like 10, 10 and eleven, you're like too wide for a normal board, and it's just like almost a wide is too much. So yeah, the the mid wide is so sick. I, yeah, I love it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, check out the Solomon Huck Knife Pro. Now let's get into the guest question from the U.S. team coach, uh, Dave Reynolds. Here we go. Hey, Bomb Hall. This is Dave Reynolds, longtime listener, first-time caller. I've got a question for Dusty Henriksen. I'm wondering how many different double corks did you learn in one season back when you were 14? Oh, when I was 14. Um, I can't remember the exact number. I think it was like... 11 or 12, but that was the season I was like, uh, yeah, I, I realized I could maybe snowboard. 14, <laughs> just out there double, doubling whatevs, huh? Yeah, I was stoked, yeah. So we're talking weird. double fronts, double backs. Yeah, I learned, like, I learned for, like, all, I did all the 410s, and then I learned back 12, and I learned double back flip, double front flip, and then back double rodeo. I tried, I did one, and I don't know if I'll ever do it again, like I said yesterday. But, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was just a crazy season for me. I was so stoked. And I kind of, like, I probably counted more doubles as, like, different doubles. Like, I did, I counted double layout and then, like, double wild mm-hmm. as, like, two different ones. Just get those numbers yeah. up. Let's yeah, get exactly, the, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just get those numbers up. That's but killer. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was stoked. 
Well, speaking with Dave last night, the U.S. team coach, he was kind of saying that 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 year you kind of came out swinging where everything clicked and you're just chucking ass all over the place and doing <laughs> double corks and just kind of things clicked. And then you got you got broke off, correct? Yeah, I, uh, I went into my first season of like Rev Tours to try to qualify for like World Cups and stuff and just could not stay on my feet at a single event. Like before I went to Waterville was the first Rev Tour. I like separated my hip on just a tube. I went to go like back three on and caught my nose and just like did the worst like side scorpion and then went there to try to, I like, kind of recovered from that because it was like a week and a half before and then like was feeling good and then hit a bomb hole on the first jump and just did the same thing, tomahawk, like re-separated it and then went out to, I came out here to Park City to try to like, two weeks early to try to get some training on the jumps and just like to ride the course. And then first day of practice there, like did a front seven on the second jump and need myself in the face and, and like knock myself out and flew 40 feet to like, yeah, face was looking messed up. But, and then recovered from that, like two weeks later at my grandparents' house and then went back up to mammoth. And then two days later back on snow, I overshot the big air jump and practiced for rev tour there and broke my ankle. Wow. And then Tom I was, broke I was off out Tom. for like yeah. six months. Yeah. I was Definitely a Tom broke off situation. <laughs> yeah. I was so Dusty Hendrickson presented by Tom, Tom broke off. <laughs> While you were getting Tommy broke off, um, let's shout out Tom broke off. You, uh, it seems like you kind of had, did you have any dark, like, was it a shitty time when you're hurt and having yeah. to deal with being hurt? Well, they, they kept like my ankle. I was an idiot. I like, they said it was going to be three months. So I was like, it's chill. And then I was using the crutches and then the crutches started hurting. So I started walking on my cast and so it just kept moving, but like, I, I it didn't hurt. So I was like, it's fine, but it just kept moving. So it just like, every time I go in there, like another month, another month, another month. And then like six months later, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm over this. And then but you were doing to yourself. Yeah. I was, well, I was just like over sitting inside for so long. I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't, can't do this anymore. Just like, cause it was powder every day, mammoth midwinter. I'm just like sitting there inside, like, come on. But then like Dave Reynolds and Nicole called me like on the sixth month and invited me on the U S team. And I was, I got my spirit back up and I, yeah, healed up from that, and here we are. But it seems like there was, talking to Dave, he kind of made it sound like, all right, so you came out swinging, you got Tommy broke off repeatedly, <laughs> and then it kind of took a minute for you to kind of find yourself and refine. Like, even yesterday when we were talking, I was kind of, how do you how do you figure out how to do a goddamn 1440 off of these hogs all the time? And you made it seem like you kind of pick and choose when to turn it on a little bit, right? You kind of yeah, figured out how to sure. figure out your flow in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went through like a, a year of growth spurt where I grew like eight inches in one year. So then my body just had all the, that was the year I kept getting hurt was because my body just like wasn't with me, like caught up enough. So I still kind of feel like I'm almost catching up in a way. Just, I don't know. I like keep growing and like my back just hurts all the time. So I'm like, I can't, I don't want to keep doing this all the time. And it's like, it is really fun to like, land those big tricks and stuff but it's really scary so it's it's like it's fun to ride away from those when you do get to but then i i don't need to be out there doing them all day but i'll go do 360s like all day for yeah, sure maybe it's is it more beneficial to do a bunch of good sevens and be like oh yeah i know i can tend this than almost, do a bunch almost, of tens yeah almost for sure yeah maybe do like 110 <laughs> roll throw out a quick patreon question along the lines of what we're talking yeah, about yeah this is from uh ryan stott Dusty, you are quite young, but have managed to rocket to the top tier of skill level extremely fast. What do you attribute your fast progression to? How do you approach training and learning new tricks that have taken you from learning turns so fast up to quad quirks? 
Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, you were talking about just all the tiny little fundamentals and just little things and reps. Yeah. Just reps. Like every, like all I do every single day is skateboard or snowboard. Like, like that's it. Literally. I have nothing else to do. I mean, school here and there, but I'm pretty neglective <laughs> to the school. So yeah. you're 17. So you're still in school. Yeah. I'm, I'm graduating my senior year this year, hopefully. <laughs> School of Air Awareness. School I wonder how many seventeen-year-olds got quad corks locked. But um, yeah, I I'd say like if you want to do flips and stuff, like just go to the trampoline gym. Like that is, like because just you jump on a trampoline and if you just throw your body like in a direction and get to your feet, and if you can do that in every direction like all the time, and just go to the trampoline gym and like never not be on your feet, then you're just so you just know you're so aware because you have to like be so much more precise on a trampoline too because you have to like land perfectly centered to bounce straight back up again. If you're trying to do that, but <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're bouncing off yeah. to the side. So I don't know because I feel like trampolines though are the most beneficial when you're younger, just because of how hard they are on your back. Like I, I can't really go to the trampolines too much anymore, just because like if, if you don't do it all the time every single day, like your back will just like it's not ready for it, and then I'll, I'll like tweak it out or like whiplash or something. Well, that's when you gotta start hitting the gym. Yeah, because then you yeah. then you get your core strength up and that holds yeah, your back and for sure. But. Uh, it's also the fundamentals of the it's the pop and then the flip yeah because exactly. you first learn a backflip you go like 40 yeah. feet behind you no yeah exactly. and so it's the same as a it's snowboard like, jump it's like a pop yeah. and then a flip as yeah well you're, to this. you're not really like like the jump has nothing to do with your flip at all like if you were to go to on trampoline and do a backflip you just like jump straight up kind of and like look back and the after effect effect kind of and like you pulling your knees up mm-hmm. is what makes you flip not really like the bounce yeah so like when people like yeah try it the first time especially on a snowboard too they'll just go like super early because they think they have to jump to do it but really if you just jump straight up and like t- like i don't know it's, it takes some practice that's hard to- have you ever seen a snowboard knockout on youtube uh yeah. there's a video the one particular one where is a guy i think it's filmed by ben fee a little fun fact we'll insert the video on youtube you ride in and he rides in i think it's at waterville valley he goes to flip early hits his head off the lip <laughs> And he's full unconscious in the air with the dopest steed of all time. I have seen He looks that. like Marco. He's like Mark Frank Montoya, knocked out guy. Backflip. Just looking sick. That's also another option as well That's if you want to have good steeds. You can knock yourself out off the lip. KO to super style. That kind of answers uh, Ryan Paul's Patreon question. Got any advice for double front flips? Would you send them to the trampoline or what? Um... Uh, he's pretty good at flips. <laughs> he's like. asking. He's asking you how to do double fronts. I think the uh, the way I think about it is just a single, but you just do one like before it kind just of. Throw an extra. <laughs> like, that, that seems way like, too easy. You like tuck <laughs> and then you like lay out the second one, and it's just, it's kind of the same. But I I can't miss that little is that easy layout. I can't. I've never done one. Couldn't tell you. I'm more of a single guy myself. <laughs> I seen you do a double back, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, we've yeah, done this. Not a double front. Well, since we got a contest guy on the scene, I think it might be time to hit a little early. Uh, name that video part. What do you think, Buzz? Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, Dusty, uh, how confident are you feeling uh, zero through ten on the name that video part? Yeah, we're going with the zeros. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I actually asked him if he maybe had any, one. like, kind of particular genre, era, maybe try to give him a little, like... I was thinking to myself, all right, when I was... Because I go through, pick the song, I'm, I th- think about iconic parts, and uh, I'm a snowboard nerd, whatever, who gives a shit. But um, 
I was like, what is a 17-year-old or 18-year-old? Like, what do you even grow up watching? You know what I mean? And he's like, I can't even think of a single video. <laughs> I feel Instagram bad. videos. I, 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 have, I mean, Horgasm is probably, like, the one movie I've, like, watched, like, multiple times. I don't know. I just, like, I don't have, like, super... Interesting choice. Yeah. Your dad wasn't feeding you videos as a kid? No, he, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I just never really watched videos. I, like, yeah. Well, I got... I, I wanted an Xbox for my... 10th birthday or whatever it was and then my brother ended up stealing it so I was just like okay like, I don't even want to fight you to play that thing I'll go outside and then you don't have to bug me because you're all angry from playing video games all and now you got the gold medals <laughs> so he was just doing it he wasn't watching it yeah <laughs> okay well uh if there was like a Vegas spread on the chances of him getting this it seems like it would no you could you, if you put down chance. like ten dollars you'd probably win like fifty thousand dollars yeah. this. okay uh we'll see. here we go It is new. It's ever, is it an evergreen? No. It sounds kind of like that vibe. It is it is kind of that vibe. I can let you kind of squirm around for a little bit longer if you want. Let him squirm around. I literally, I've only watched Evergreen and Tangle recently. Okay, well, in that case... I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No, we'll give you a participation it's, it's award. A participation award. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, first of all, the answer, the correct answer is Dustbox, uh, the oh, new video. I, I watched that, that at Fairmont. Yeah, that was. Yeah. A th I figured he. I could. He I was might in the back of the crowd though. I couldn't see like half of it. And what we have here is a cooler uh, filled with bombhole goods. We got a Sweet. a new cheddar biscuits. I think you requested a two X. So we got a two X cheddar oh, biscuits tea. Which is available on bombhole.com along with some stickers and a hat. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. How tall are you, dude? I'm six foot tall. Still growing or? A little bit, yeah. Like, yeah. That's why you like Sebe. Dude, he has good tall guy steep. Yeah. He's got good steep here. The way he, like, falls into his stuff is so crazy. He just, like, like, sets a front seven and then, like, last second just rolls to his feet on the 10. He is uh, chill. You guys are both very chill in here. Chill bubs. <laughs> like somebody almost shot him. With, it almost looks like Dusty was shot with a tranquilizer dart in the neck <laughs> before dropping into X Games. <laughs> what do you and, think, And bud? it just works, yeah. Do you So does somebody shoot you with a tranquilizer dart in the neck? <laughs> no. No? I don't think they allow that. <laughs> is, that a, is that a performance enhancing drug? You're going to need to get a fact check <laughs> on tranquilizer that. tranquilizer dart? <laughs> you see somebody with just a gun just, shooting. Just, <laughs> shoot me with shoot me. It would be a blow dart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we still got another song for uh, Name That Video Part. So uh, this one's for the listener viewers. If you're unfamiliar with the show, comment on the photo of Dusty on Instagram when his episode comes out for a chance to win what, buds? You might get a sticker pack. <laughs> <laughs> Take it up with customer service if you haven't uh, received it yet. Here we go. I feel like I should know this one. We... Oh, wow, that's a good track. Well, Buds, you should know that one. That's definitely... Why don't you take a stab at it? We'll beep it out. Hold on. Play it again. Okay, <laughs> here we go. You know that siren? Yeah. Hustler, bad motherfucker. It's from movie. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't remember which one, dude. They all roll into them. <laughs> they just blur into it one big... It wasn't from... know that. Yeah, that I'm going to go later, like... Maybe, or I don't know, a later 
Uh, well, well, you know it's for the listeners anyway, so yeah. let's just they'll <laughs> let's know, leave it. Somebody will know it. They got a hint. Yeah, they got a hint. Someone will know it like that instantly. Yep, absolutely. Um, I want to say uh, that's incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> so, um, I think. What do you think? Maybe some hot takes. Mm-hmm. So I like to I like to hear the hot takes from the youth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to some hot takes. So, what do you think about uh, new rap? Uh, depends. Good. Yeah, there's definitely certain couple songs that I'll listen to, but what do you think about uh, little pump? I can't get down. Not that one, little I pump. I can't get down. Okay, what do you? Who do you think the MJ of snowboarding is? Minecraft. Wow! wow. <laughs> Holy shit! The youth is talking. The streets are talking <laughs> right now. Give an air horn for that answer. <laughs> that is a bit of a curveball, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, Steroids in competition. I say respect, dude. If you can hit a <laughs> jump on steroids, you're gnarly. Okay. Uh, what about tranquilizer darts? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Okay. Uh, what about when you're in the lift line and you hit like one of those beaver slaps where you hit your tail on the ground? That's just a good, like a feel good, I feel like. It's like a trick. Feel good move? Uh, okay. Um, what do you think about boot cut pants? Boot cut? Boot cut is where it kind of like aggressively tapers in around the knee. No, I, I don't <laughs> like those. Yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. I tried them, but I can't. If you could see uh, one musical artist, dead or alive, who would you see? Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls is the list. That is actually the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just got to say, on a side note, your parents did a great job raising you. They did. Because if I was, how old are you, 18, and I just won X Games Knucklehawk and Gold, I would be a complete cocky asshole. (laughs) True. And and you're just super humble. He's just mellow, chilling. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I like. There was just some beef that happened when I did end up like kind of learning those doubles. I was just like started like t- talking about it, like kids do. They like talk about themselves, kind of. You're just like hyped. You're, like I learned this. I learned like yeah, I learned this today. People and were then I money. just was like yeah. Well, then like <laughs> the, of course the boys are like shut the shut up, dude. Like what do you like? I don't. I want to see it on the gram or like where's the clip? <laughs> so then I just I just started posting it on the gram or showing the clip if they ask. Like I don't know. So that I, I feel like it's better for them to just find out because like if you're doing good and. You want people to know that people are going to just like if you're doing good, people are going to know that and notice. And I don't know how to describe it. But Action I, speaks louder like, than words. Yeah, I don't you got know. humbled. There's yeah. no reason for like I'm not trying to be like cocky or anything. Like I, I don't want to. Like I hate. I would hate to be that guy. Just nobody wants to be around that guy. Like I treat everybody how you want to be treated is kind of just how I want to live and how I want my friends to treat me. Like I don't know. It's nice to be nice. <laughs> Did you notice after you win those golds, more people wanted to be around you? Uh, yeah, definitely more people who, like, have never talked to me or looked at me twice have been, like, like hitting me up and just, like, saying hi, and it's, like, it's pretty, yeah. Still the same guy. Yeah, weird and cool, <laughs> but, yeah, the same person as back then, but, yeah. Do you take the Drake approach with no new friends, by chance? What is that approach? <laughs> no new friends after you uh, blow up. Oh, no new friends. 
Um, same neighbor, same number, same hood type type program. I could I could back it. I I can see it. I can see why he backs it for sure. I don't know. You never know who you're gonna meet though. One of my I met you at a gas station. On yeah, the way to Seven Eleven. Yeah. my local Seven. Yep. If you're uh, in the Utah area and you're at the Seven Eleven at the mouth of the canyon where you go up to Brighton. There's about a yeah. 75 to 78 percent chance you will see oh, Eastone there. Two days in a row. Two days. In a row. <laughs> two days in a row. No plan. Just first day, I like kind of, I like recognize him. Yeah, he didn't say didn't hi until second him. day. Yeah, and then second day, I was like, "That's definitely him." <laughs> you were up going to shoot your real snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were trying. That's to how I that found s- out you were even in it. Alta, yeah. <laughs> Talk was, about the real snow. What? What's yeah, that? How's that? It was going? crazy. It was super crazy. I was like, I was so shocked when they like hit me up to do it, and then I found out it was like. Everything, like anything you want, which was pretty cool. Hey, explain exactly what the X Games Real Snow video competition is for like the layman's kind of. Yeah, it's like so they have what is it, six to eight riders? I can't remember. They keep changing it up and like switching new riders, but six to eight riders, whatever it is. And then we all put out video parts that are 90 seconds long. And you can, this year, you can do whatever style of snowboarding you want. You can do like park, pipe, like literally anything you could think of. And then but in the previous years, it's just been street stuff. So, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting contest because I feel like some of the guys are just going to do street and some aren't. And it's going to be crazy to judge. And, yeah, I feel like it's going to come a lot down to just the video itself and, like, how it's yeah how it works with the team. You're sitting next to an X Games uh, gold medalist. <laughs> what was Real your, snow. Yeah, what was your strategy going in? Were you going all street or what was your thoughts when you got asked to do it and how you wanted to approach it? I was, like, really shocked and kind of didn't know what to think because it was, like, right when COVID was kicking in and, like, the comp tests were, like, still kind of getting canceled and not canceled. And it was just, like, I was, like, am I going to have time kind of? And then I just was, like, honestly, I don't really care if I have time. This is, like, the one event I've always wanted to do. Like, like this is, like, the dream event. Like, why would I pass this up kind of? And, like, the more I thought about it after I committed, I was, like, yeah, I want to do this. I was, like, kind of, like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't do this. But... Uh, yeah, I'm super glad we just stuck to it because, like, luck. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it at all if they had like the original schedule because I wasn't. I was gonna have a contest in like August or or no October, which was like the end of it. Started October 15th was the filming, and then so that was gonna be like right in the middle. And I already had like a bunch of contests in January, so I was like, shit. I like it's too late to call it, but it's like <laughs> too. I don't know. Like, am I gonna make it? And then luckily, like the week before I was gonna head out to that contest, it got canceled. So we had like an extra two weeks to be able to like get everything done before January and then went out to Europe and did some or tried to do some contests, did a big air. And then the U S team ended up getting locked down with COVID because a couple athletes tested positive. So that was interesting, but yeah, it was fun. It was, I'm super stoked that we were like me and my team that we kind of created, we were able to just like get it done as fast as we got it done and just like got that many clips, especially like there was like no snow at all to like to go anywhere or get any powder shots. So I was kind of like forced to just do all street. So it was like, Scary, but yeah, definitely got so lucky and just so glad to be able to walk away with ninety second. How many clips part. did you get for ninety seconds? I got eleven. 11. I like, yeah, I went on a, on a like a sporadic last minute trip to Mammoth for like a week before I went to Europe, and then because I knew there was like something we could do there. There was the most snow. It was like two feet or something. I was like, we got to just go. Like, so we ended up like I battled this water tower for like three days trying to get like a, like a lip slide like front flip off of the water tower, but I just like. I could not figure out how to get it to work because it was just like such a you like mob down this run in and then it was just like a G out of a lip and then it was like a flat landing so you it was like you didn't have enough time off the wall to the landing to like flip or anything but I just thought there was so I for three days just tried to do a flip off of it and just beat myself up and then 
ended up just doing like a lip slide on it and then got a clip and then the mountain led us up on the mount like the back side of the mountain to get like hit this street rail over by chair 14 cool off like the outpost deck or the outlaw deck or something like that so was, yeah, it, they they clutched up for sure last second. It was killer. Pretty sweet. I've seen a lot of riders come out, go into that, and during the whole process, be really stressed. Were you pretty stressed? Yeah, I was definitely like, I mean, not super stressed. It was super like fun, but I was kind of just like wondering, like, what is going to happen here? Like, I just, I was definitely kind of like, I need a part. Like, I mean, the first couple spots were not going well either. I was just like trying stuff that I like no way in hell could I ever do or want to do because you're just going to get hurt doing it. Like, it's just. And then going to the streets is just such a different beast. Like you just, there's so much to learn and figure out to like have a consistent like session and like a productive session. So there was like definitely some trial and error for the first like week and a half, two weeks of filming. But then we kind of started like getting stuff. We like, we would show up to the spot, think of a clip that we wanted and then like go 20 minutes later, we're out and like onto another spot. So then I started to kind of like feeling a little more comfortable and like, just like all right, minutes. this is gonna happen. Like when you're good, <laughs> see the thing that like, he's getting when he actually gets the spot set up, he's so fucking good. He's just getting a clip. See, yeah. Well, it's like I, we, I don't think I've ever been in a spot for twenty minutes. Some spots. Bud doesn't even got. Bud doesn't even got his camera in his yeah, bag dude, in twenty I'm, minutes. I'm not even there yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was we 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 hit the weirdest spots. We hit, literally would like pull up with my filmer in the back seat. I had my brother driving, and I'm in the front seat, like with my snowboard, and I'm like. Just run out, like try to get a clip, and then like get kicked out. Were these your first time in the streets? Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow, dude, it was my first couple. I'm streets. excited you, to see this. When I go back to when I was 17, hitting street rails, I would hit the most dog shit. Spots. Yeah, not really even know Just what's up. Hungry, hungry. That was the worst part because I was like, jump dude, on I anything. Want, <laughs> I don't want to hit anything, but like literally this little down rail over here at all. <laughs> So it was, it was definitely way harder and just because I, I only wanted to hit like three or four street spots. I was like, not, I was like, all right, I'll, I like, I want street in my part. So I'll like sacrifice my body kind of almost. And hopefully I get away with those three street spots. And I was, yeah, I was just baffled that we were able to like actually go hit 11, 11 or, spots, or, way more than 11. But yeah, like yeah. just walk away from the whole process was very, it's such a, a lucky feeling. <laughs> one, one thing that's kind of like a trip for people that are unfamiliar, like you think about that, you're like 11 clips. That seems pretty easy. But you think about like, what is it? A five second clip, the amount of work. Yeah. And I've okay. never like watching the dust box cruise videos and stuff. Like they put so much work into those videos, like how many spots they set up and how, like how many places they go. And it's so crazy to like watch all the, like now I am getting into watching a lot more videos now and just street parts and just people snowboarding in general. Cause it's kind of like, I've been trying to chill more and not <laughs> just be snowboarding all the time. And it's, yeah, it's insane how much work goes into hitting one street spot. And, like, no matter how mellow it is, you never know how much snow was on the ground when they showed up, too. It's, like, it's just so crazy. And the bus factor always Yeah, sucks. oh, the bus factor is ridiculous. They always wait till you're all set so, up oh, and always, ready to go. Always. I think it could be uh, one of those times to get into one of those moments, <laughs> buds. What do you think? I think it is time. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> Let's get into our breakout moment presented by our friends over at Ten Barrel and Pub Beer. Pub Beer supports us. You should support them. Their tagline is cheap fun beer. Now Dusty, before snowboarding became a big serious career for you, back when it was cheap and fun, do you have a memorable breakout moment? Uh, yeah, I went over to the locks open last year and I, uh, ended up winning the qualifier and I was, yeah, that, that's kind of, I feel like when people started to like kind of just knowing my name and I'd like walk around and people kind of just, I was one of them almost. So yeah. Where were you crazy. in Europe? I was locks. in locks. Yeah. Yeah. Switzerland. They were kind of like 16. 
Yeah. Yeah. They were like the big dogs here to eat. Yeah. <laughs> they were starting to kind of take eye on yeah, you, see what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I ended up like learning like a double front flip hand drag. Ooh. And I think. Oh, I remember kinda, that. That was fucking yeah, crazy on the ro- wavy thing. Yeah, it was like a weird like double lip, and then in the middle it had this roller, and most people were like kind of hitting the lip to like the middle or like hitting them as a jump. But I figured if I just like rode through the middle and I just like huck. <laughs> but this clip out. is unbelievable. He we'll like have to post dives it, it forward talking. and then does it. It's dude, you must have kind of went viral from that clip. I'd imagine. That, yeah, that was my kind of breakout contest for sure. So it's actually you're riding at the contest. That was a breakout moment. You didn't show up and people knew. You walked away. Oh, yeah, people yeah. being like, "Damn, yeah, I was kind of who's that kid for sure." That's cool. We'll have to yeah. cue that clip up. I, that was I, I got on Monster that week too. I like. Yeah, yeah, I was so stoked. Stolly like came up to me with a hat of monster stuff. I was like freaking out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a sweet week. Oh, and behold, if you were to be riding mammoth on any given day, seeing this guy get down, that's kind of yeah what you see on a regular kinda basis. Kind of par for the course. Thanks. <laughs> One thing talking to Dave Reynolds, he who's the U.S. team coach again, give him an air horn. Um, he said that you are very coachable. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like they are very helpful in the sense that they like have the videos all the time and they're like just being coaches like off snow too. They just manage everything like where we're going, what we're doing, which is like I think it's kind of nice. I don't really like care about them bossing me around or whatever. Like I don't it's like pretty chill to have someone just taking care of all the bullshit like when you're going around places. So they yeah, they take the stress off and they're just like, yeah, they make sure everything's dialed for everyone all the time and like it's super nice. Yeah, and I feel like once you get to a certain point, you kind of, like, know what you do wrong in your head. But then it's nice to go up to the top and, like, have them with the f- tablet and then being like, yeah, that's what went wrong. Because, like, they can, like, you both are, like, yeah, on the same page. So, it's, yeah, I feel like we're on the same page a lot kind of with that stuff. But they definitely help with, like, the little little mechanical things that, like, I won't notice, like, switching my edge too early or not, not standing up because they are, like, kind of hard to notice when you're mm-hmm. just going super fast at a jump. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah, they're, yeah. One thing – when I hear very coachable to be kind of a nerd on human optimization shit, which I like, I am a fan of, but when I hear like, Oh, he's very coachable. That means you have like no ego because when you, the person that is like unwilling to learn like the person, the opposite of that would be like, I already know what I'm doing. I don't need to, I don't need a coach. Like I already know what I'm doing, but the fact to be open and be like, yeah, Yeah. what am I doing wrong? That's like, you know, they say like women learn things easier because yeah. they're open to be like, yeah, what am I doing wrong? How do I do this? Yeah. Where men, we're normally like so hard headed, like I already know, I already know what I'm doing. Yeah, like don't sure. tell me anything. And I, to be honest, I'm one of those people that like, yeah. you know, I had a snowboard coach as a kid, and I was like, fuck you, man, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't. You're hinging like a motherfucker and like banana hooking off the yeah. lip. But if you just shut up and listen, you might be it's better yeah. snowboarder. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're there for a reason, obviously. Like they, they. It's a profession, and yeah, definitely. I try my best to utilize it because they're they're super dope and easy, just people to talk to in general. Like they're both just like the homies, so it's it's a super fun like, what's the word, academic um, sort of or super fun dynamic dynamic. Yeah, yeah there that's you go. the word. That's the word. Yeah, school of air awareness though. Yeah, you know? school of air awareness. Well, that's the one thing I kind of feel like that the athlete does know, and that, like you do kind of. At, like know what you're doing wrong in the air, but it's just like the lip is so much. Has you so black much out, lip. right? Yeah, you literally like there's no telling sometimes. So it's yeah, nice to have them up there, like double checking, making sure and filming it on, on their yeah. iPads. Yeah, 
I think we should do maybe a little biscuit talk, buds. Yeah, let's talk biscuits. Because you, this year contest, let me run through. You won the Grand Prix. You got uh, X Games gold in knucklehuck and in slope. You won the Junior Olympics. Um, and to be determined on the X Games real snow. Uh, but uh, can we talk about a couple of those contest wins and how much money they give you? People want to know. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's like you don't really make too much money per se just off of the winnings that the X Games like gives you, but it's all like the sponsors kind of incentives and the, the deals that you have kind of help you create a living out of well, we, the sport these days. Let's not talk about the incentives because maybe that's – but yeah. what about – what do you win like for a Grand Prix, for example? 11,000. Okay. Yeah. That's not shabby. No, not yeah, not at all. <laughs> at 17, that's like <laughs> yeah. a $2 million. Yeah, that's awesome. To exactly. a normal person. <laughs> Uh, what what about just the winnings at an X Games? Not the mat, the the contract bonuses. Like the whole, I I don't even know. I haven't been told the number. Honestly, you don't I even know. You just sit there. You've already got that eleven in your account. It's <laughs> like whatever. Just let me know when the check shows up. Yeah, my my mom and my grandma handle all my money, so I just kind of like do what they tell me. <laughs> that is a goddamn testament to how. So talking to your agent Steve Ruff for a while, trying to get some intel. You, you know, it's it seems like to me when. When I hear, you know, you just you just snowboard. It seems like you just snowboard. And it's so easy to yeah. get caught up in like, I should be getting more money, or I should be getting this contract, or I just should be getting this or that. And and you have everybody. You won the X Games, and you you have so many people in your corner that are probably telling you you should be getting this and that. And it's just seems like you're you know keeping your head down and just snowboarding, right? And yeah. and that's kind of ins- that's inspiring to me because it's so easy to get caught up in the other bullshit yeah yeah i feel like my i just let everyone else get caught up in that <laughs> bullshit <laughs> yeah i just kind of snowboard well it's nice you got people you can trust that are yeah. in your corner no of course not yeah, everyone has that sweet. yeah exactly i'm stoked also you know what i hear it's like focus on the process like i don't yeah. it's like you won the x games like you don't know how much money you fucking won which is incredible <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but also it's like just focus on the process and the checks will come oh keep focusing on the yeah. keep focusing on the riding and all that stuff comes when you focus on oh i need the money and you're not focused on the riding it's yeah. like a mm-hmm. re- the wrong wrong direction yeah. Yeah. to take it for sure yeah i don't know and especially just like it can get super hectic and tiring just with like all the like events and just traveling and everything like back to back to back to back to back so chill time is, is nice to just like think about and just like be like all right i need to take care of my body for a second and like just noticing those things instead of like yeah thinking about all that other stuff like all i think about is like oh do i feel good enough to go snowboard today no nope. okay i'm gonna take a chill day and stretch <laughs> take I, the stress out right if i can go yeah if i can go ride i'll go ride for sure but yeah it's nice it's nice for that like the, yeah, literally snowboarding is all i have to think about and i, I do this schooling program which like one of my best friends when i was a baby like my grandma's neighbor's kid were born at the same time or whatever but his mom is my new teacher and their like online school program i guess is like super it's it's i've been using it this last year and it's so like helpful for kids that travel because you just have to do like the minimal amount of work to like pass and then she kind of like helps you fill in the rest almost so <laughs> that's also i've literally had like no school this year so that's super nice it's like the football players in college <laughs> where they, they take like, like right? dance class because they know they're gonna pass but yeah, it'll help them yeah. pass just get the mandatory credits just I'm gotta taking, get you this credit I'm taking four p classes for my last <laughs> semester right? I, took, stay, I took a pottery class just <laughs> yeah. so i could get through <laughs> they call that in uh, conventional sports staying eligible to play <laughs> staying eligible he's staying eligible out there yeah, you just need to graduate, huh? Well, I guess, like, you only have to pass, like, two math classes and, like, three Englishes. So all I have to pass is an English to have, like, a full diploma to go 
to like whatever college I want to go to. So yeah, it's pretty sweet because she just like it's not like I'm skipping school. She just kind of found a loophole to, for me to be able to turn samples, and then she kind of just forms it into like enough work. But that's Instead a good of question. To do such a stupid amount of work like that most schools. Make you got your eye on college. I mean, yeah, it would be sweet to go for something. Yeah, eventually, I don't, I'm definitely going to take a year off because it's like the Olympic year, and it's kind of perfect first gap year after school. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to go for or what else I would want to do. But to f- I feel like to have a backup is nice. Especially Smart. snowboarders don't make the most, no matter what kind of snowboarding it is, for sure. You win those gold medals at the Olympics, so it seems to. <laughs> it seems yeah to stick help. around. Yeah. I got a Patreon question because it's uh, involves another gold medalist. Copy. Um. This is kind of a, I think you'll like this one. Should we explain what Patreon is? Because we haven't done that yeah, in a let's few do episodes. That. So the, our Patreon is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up and uh, support us. And you kind of get some behind-the-scenes action of what's going on. And then uh, you can send a question to Buds, and he may or may not pick it to be listened to on air, like this one is right now. And we also have some uh, some content you'll only see if you're a Patreon member. But this one's from Bob Rangel. So uh, he's interested to know, do you think the quintuple, quintuple is possible? Because Red was on our show, and he said only if you're roiding will you be able to pull that out. And that is I think it's possible. Five. But I'd, right? Do you think you need roids also? Part, you, know, you think it's possible I think without. if you have enough airtime, you can do five. But, yeah, I don't know. To, to land it, you might need some some extra help. <laughs> Do you see yourself going for this? No, no. no. I I think they need to stop the quads just because they're so dangerous. Like the the level of g forces that you're hitting the ground at are just so so dangerous. Ones like because like triples and stuff are you can kind of fall pretty pretty damn hard on a triple, but you're not flipping fast enough to like really die if you're like making the landing. Like unless some crazy thing happens where you go three and a half to the bottom. It's pretty like hard to get that messed up on a triple cork, if that makes sense. Like you're not going to, I don't know, but quad makes sense. quads feel like they can kill. Like after just watching like, like talk just slam, like the one slam. I was so like, dangerous. I was like, I'm out. Like I would be done. I'd be walking away. And then he just like, he's not at the top to of the course for that. He, yeah. I was at the bottom. I Are saw you? him literally just hit the ground like 50 feet in front of me. I was like, Oh my, it was like the hardest I've ever he got a concussion, right? He must have. I think he, yeah. Well, I, I thought he was out for sure. I was like, he literally hit the ground harder than anything I've ever seen hit the ground. It was let's, so Let's bad. talk about that um, X Games big air while we're on the topic before. Like, what is it like at the top watching somebody just, like, staring at this wedge at night? And mind you, there's no fucking crowd. There's yeah, no crowd this year. It's how yeah. gnarly it is being up there, like, watching those guys. Like, that jump is just so big, and they're just like, you can't really tell how fast they're going in, and then you see them hit the lip and then just take off. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know. It's you're so one of those crazy. guys too. I like yours. Like those guys. It's just it's crazy they do that. Well, I, I'm, not, style, I'm not. I'm not right? doing 18s. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that it's why you just, focus more on slope style yeah, over bigger? I, I like it just because there's like a lot of little ways that you can kind of come out better in a slope style event than like. Uh, big air and big air it's like way harder for me to just like get hyped up to do that one trick and especially because like all they're th- focused on is really adding a 180 it's like like mon's even proved it he did like the sickest switchback t switchback 16 nose like ever and then like, like in the big air we went to out in crashburg or something like that i can't yeah, remember, remember where you called. go like austria yeah austria. Kreis- Kreisberg, austria. i remember watching that yeah he yeah it was insane like 
who knows who should have won because it's like how you judge it. Like Mons did the back double 14 nose and then the switchback 16 tail. And then Max Pro did like front triple 16 and then cab triple 16. So it's like if it came down to style. Yeah. If it came down to style, Mons would be on top all day. And if it was, yeah. And then, and then there's, it's also, there was Sven in like this middle ground who did like the sickest back 18 stale and then like a front 18 like melon. So it's like, it's really hard to judge. I feel like, um, we got to take a quick break and talk about one of our sponsors, Stony buds. What are we talking about? We're talking about the icon pass. That is correct. Icon pass is launching their new passes for the 21, 22 season Own the season Own the stories Own the stoke. Now, there are more than 40 unique Icon Pass destinations. One of them is Brighton, which I love riding. Also Snowbird. You can catch buds up there at Snowbird, getting some. Now, with exclusive spring savings, including special pricing for pass holder renewals, savings on passes for kids, and a new payment plan for $0 down and 0% APR, your season of Stoke is closer than ever. That's a great deal. Now, right now, take advantage of limited time Springtime pricing. Right now is the only time you're going to get these deals. So we're going to tell you about them. We got the Icon Pass. For how much, buds? Eight forty nine. That's correct. That's unlocking the most days, the most mountains, and, this is crucial, no blackout dates. We also have the Icon Base Pass. For how much? Six ninety nine. That's correct. It opens up a season of adventure with limited blackout dates. And, lastly, we have the Icon Pass 4-day. For how much? Three ninety nine. That's a great deal. It allows you to kickstart your ride. Now, as with last year, every Icon Pass comes with adventure assurance, including credits in the case of a COVID-19 closure and the option to defer the value of an unused pass. No questions asked, no matter what. They make it easy on you over at the Icon Pass. Now, every moment spent in the mountains is a new opportunity for discovery and connection because as the mountains connect us, these unique communities are what hold us together. Also, at the bomb hole, we care deeply about the community. Huh, we buds? Sh- we do, man. The community is pretty much everything to us. Without it, we are nothing. That is correct. Now, own the season, own the stories, own the stoke. Discover pass options and claim your moments in the mountains at iconpass.com. You know, one thing I wonder with all this stuff, with all these 18s and everything, is that if you look at aerial skiing, at a certain point in time, aerial skiing was like 8 million backflips and however many fulls or whatever they call it. You're like, I don't care. There's no there's no style in aerial skiing, right? It seems, and it seems to be a dead sport. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. So how do we avoid big air turning into aerial skiing? They definitely need to X-nay the quad. X-nay the quad. Okay, no, that's what they did in, free, in the... Aerials, they exonated because people were dying. They like it's really too dangerous of a trick. Yeah, they completely they were like no quads allowed in competition. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. People yeah. were actually dying. Yeah. So I yeah I'm I'm back in that moment. <laughs> I don't I don't the I guy who came in the scene again. with the quad too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you I don't did know. it out of necessity. It was huh? just so it was such a big jump. Like you and you could take that landing like even bigger than I did and probably land like it wasn't that G. It was such a perfect huge jump, but I like couldn't get my speed right to where I wanted to land switch. I was just like, like one half a check less and you're going like 50 feet farther. And I'm not, I've only done like one sixteen, So I was just like, I can definitely maybe squeeze a flip in <laughs> rather than like 
going 16 and a half to my back. Yeah, that weird where that, yeah, you come uncorked and your feet aren't on you. Yeah, as there's opposed like to a, an, there's like a weird tailwind that just like pushes you like on the lip sometimes, and you, you'll just go so much farther than you think you're gonna go. So it's, it's weird. Yeah. You can feel that, huh? Yeah, for sure. I, for I got sure. a question for you. Uh, you rock sleeveless, you're going short, like, because uh, there's a t shirt. In uh, was it U was that U.S. Open and yeah, and X? Yeah, let's talk about the reason why you're going t-shirt on. It's hot, honestly. Like just the sled laps and how fat. Like because they only gave us 25 minutes of practice for X Games too, and I like well U.S. Open. I only brought a jacket that day, and then I wanted to wear a hoodie, but I didn't bring a hoodie, so I just was like, this I can't wear a jacket. It's too hot, so I just t-shirt. Yeah, just I don't know necessity, kind of just like. It's going to hurt if you fall pretty bad. I, like, there's definitely a couple times where, like, in the beginning of practice, you'll, like, knuckle a jump, and I, like, front flipped on one, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I have my jacket on. But then, like, as soon as you're kind of making the jumps and getting to your feet, you kind of feel more comfortable, and you know you're going to get to your feet. So I kind of just, like, don't really worry about the i got to slap some respect on that T-shirt. Dude, that's definitely respectable. Maybe it makes them land more. Now, do you think <laughs> – now, do you think – You kind of feel, like, crazy, too, because you just have wind, like, flowing, so you're, like – yeah, you just feel f- so much free and, like, only feel your limbs instead of, I don't know, like, moving around instead of just, like, a big jacket and all that. Is it going to become superstitious where you're like, oh, I won X in the shirt. It's negative 30. I got to <laughs> wear the T-shirt. Is that going to be a scenario that happens, you think? If I'm hot enough. Yeah, it's weird. Like, because I've, I've, I tried to hit most of my real snow spots in a, in a T-shirt, and I ended up pretty much hitting like almost all of them in t-shirts because like <laughs> when you're that like just hot and sweating like you're just, you can just go forever and then like it, it sucks when you stop moving because then you freeze up but if you just put a jacket on after then it was pretty chill yeah i don't know just yeah <laughs> uh, another question so i noticed you're wearing a tap out t-shirt yeah. uh, so you know this guy he's got eleven thousand biscuits age 17 he can certainly afford any type of t-shirt uh why the why the walmart tap out shirt i don't know i've i've just i've grown up i love like thrift stores and just like i don't know definitely find some cool stuff in thrift stores and i've never really had like the money to go out and buy like super nice stuff whenever i want especially because like i get i got free stuff like from volcom and just random stuff from my dad so like yeah i I had no need to go buy anything crazy but if i could go to the thrift store and get like the sickest jacket i've found all year for 10 bucks i'm there so yeah i just i found like uh, that t-shirt and a matching hoodie for like two bucks like both of them for two bucks i was like perfect <laughs> it was just a pretty funny thing i thought i don't know it's a funny stereotype <laughs> i white, love it do you not have an outerwear sponsor um not at the moment i'm i'm, I'm kind of running like oakley stuff they've been people need up. to listen up then huh <laughs> kids are free maybe agent. maybe tap out will come through and slide a contract <laughs> across the table <laughs> swag <laughs> that would be sick um and also you know i know you're into you know, you rock the like no effects patches and yeah, all yeah. the. You're a big punk rock guy, correct? Yeah, yeah. A little. I've been definitely getting into it more the last few years, for sure. I like grew up like just listening to punk and rock with my dad, and then I just was like, I need my own music. When I like was like a twelve or whatever. That's when Biggie like, came. I in. need to be my own person. Yeah, <laughs> Biggie and like and all the new rap kind of got into that for a bit, and then yeah, I don't know. I love all music, but yeah, punk just never gets old for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. What kind of punky slapping out there? Uh, everything, dude. Los Angeles, X, X is one of my favorite bands for sure. I don't even know enough about it to. I, I don't. I don't know effects. That's the only. Yeah, no effects is also a slapper. 
Misfits. Misfits. Yeah. See, now we're yeah. talking. That's yeah, a, I like that's some uh, shit I know about. Led Zeppelin's pretty cool. Not really a punky vibe. Not punk rock. Yeah. But can't go wrong. Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin. pretty sweet. Can't go wrong there. Uh, yeah, I just like music in general. And yeah, I was just, I like, that was the only place I could buy a bunch of patches was I went to Ranch Records here in Salt Lake and just grabbed every patch I, I knew the name of the bands of. I just was like, I don't know. I like messing around with like little projects just when I'm bored because like, yeah, I don't really have the, mo- the most school or so I'm just like snowboarding kind of messing around. So I like, make a pair of pants or try to like make a hat or I want to eventually would be dope to like own my own cut sort of clothing line or maybe not own, but like designs my mm-hmm. own sort of line would be sweet. It, he's so hyped on his uh, grandmother's sewing machine. Yeah. She, she gave me like, let's give her an air horn. That's yeah, cool. She's really sweet. <laughs> Birthday present. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. dude, he's talking about the, we're on the chairlift. He's talking about this, how hyped he is on the really? sewing machine. That's awesome, though. These are the kids that will like, one day be designing yeah. the next lines, you know? Well, in Mammoth, there's literally, like, uh, once you live there, you've you've done every single thing you can do in the first week, and then it, like, kind of gets old almost, so you're just sitting inside every day all day. So that small-town yeah. life. Uh, I mean, I, like, yeah, I grew up when I was littler to, like, kind of raise money to travel. I made duct tape wallets. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I just so was, sick. like, <laughs> I had, like, a whole, my dad turned the shed into, like, a workshop for me, so I had, like, a whole shop in the back, but then... I was like, this is kind of whack. I probably shouldn't be waking, like, duct tape wallets. What with, kind of like, cheddar biscuit are we talking on the uh, duct tape wallet biz? <laughs> it was just, like, I don't know. I, it was pretty sweet. I ended up, like, going over to, like, every single, like, establishment in Mammoth and just hitting them up and seeing if they would, like, carry them. How could they and not buy to, them from this kid? Well, they they literally just let me put a basket there, and then they'd, like, put the money that they got from them in an envelope, or, like, they'd Venmo me or something if it was a card. But then, yeah, they just, like, had them in, like, hair salons, liquor stores, like, everywhere. So it was pretty What are we talking? Let's, let's hear some digis. I, I don't know. I'd go in, like, every time, like, once a week and probably get, like, 50, 60 bucks from each shop. So it was, now it was pretty we're sweet. Talking. <laughs> I, I want to say I've yeah. seen these wallets in Mammoth when yeah. I've been there for Super Park. It was cool. And my mom was, like, super, super helpful and would just, like, hit the newspaper up and, like, get them in the newspaper just to, like, help me out. But... Yeah, it's at one point I was like, I can't be making flowery duct tape wallets, so I started trying to make leather ones. Okay, with like the sewing machine my, my grandma gave me, like this year, because I gave it back to her when I was like over it. I don't know. Kid's a young entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing like taking like a, a lady out to a nice dinner, maybe Ruth Chris, and just pulling out that duct tape wallet, <laughs> pay for that big expensive bill. Ruth Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> Those are expensive steaks down there. I think it might be time for uh, to talk about Wild Mike's. Wow, let's uh, do it. Yeah, we just uh, we got to take a second here to talk about one of our sponsors, uh, Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. We actually hammered a Wild Mike's right before we recorded, as per usual. We hit a cheese. And uh, all of their products are 100% all natural, no artificial anything. Also, the pizza bites are incredibly tasty. They support us. You should support them. Don't forget to follow them at Wild Mike's Pizza on Instagram. They're always doing cool giveaways. Now, let's get back to the show. We uh, experimented a little bit. We tried the oven at 420 this time. We like ours a little bit uh a little bit more, uh, not burnt, let's say, but we like ours a little well done. And uh, <laughs> if you want to try out, get yours a little more well done, try out 420 on the uh, Fahrenheit on the oven. Pro tip 420. Uh, we also have kind of an exciting announcement happening right now that maybe by the time this comes out is already public, but you just got on Solomon Snowboards, correct? Yeah, yes, I did. I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, what's going I'm on stoked. with that? Uh, yeah, I just got on the team. Yeah, they just signed a contract, I think, yesterday. <laughs> you were at riding them in the event, though, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh right after like Corona hit, kind of DC just started like hitting pretty gnarly budget cuts, and they had to drop like most of their team. So did you get clipped? So, yeah, I got clipped, and then I was just trying out like random boards for a while, and yeah, like you were fired. But tried some like K twos, and uh, I only got to try K two and Solomon, and then I just was like didn't have enough time to really keep trying boards. I just wanted to, like stick to one and ride one, and this was like the sickest board I'd ever stood on. So I just kind of committed to that. What do you so, What are you riding over there? It's a 158 Huck Knife Pro. Okay, and uh, what do you do to your edges when you get it? I uh, just I just detune the contact points, just like right here. Just yeah, yeah. basically outside your bindings, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, do you know your stance or angles or anything like that? I do. I ride 21 and a half, and it's a little set back. I ride like my front foot on these two inner holes, and then I put the back foot on like these two bottom ones. So it's like a little bit set back ish, but. It makes it so I can have, like, the right distance stance. And then I ride 9 and negative 6. Because I went to, like, 3-3 three, because three, I liked, like, this kind of straight foot feel on the rails. But then that was almost, like, duck-footed. So I went to, like, 6-6, six, six, and now it's, like, 9-6. Weird. <laughs> it's a good angles. Yeah, that's good. I, I I tried to keep it at, like, 6, negative 6, but then I, like, screwed it down wrong one time, and one of them was at 9, and I rode like that the whole summer at Hood, and I was like, well, I can't switch it back now. You got used to it. I can't change one degree, but, yeah. Um, somebody was telling me that maybe your mom is like a tech, big tech board person. Like she knows all the specs on the boards and everything. I wouldn't say that. Oh, you wouldn't? <laughs> okay. Learned, learned it off my dad. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. My dad's the big, big spec guy. He, yeah, he can, yeah, he's wax tech. <laughs> he knows all the, how the, how to make the board fast, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Well, he's your wax tech or what? Yeah. He, he was like until recently. Now we have like the US the team, team tech. Yeah. The team tech, but. No fluorocarbons. That's all I know. <laughs> that's the uh, board steroids. <laughs> board steroids. They test, they test your board for steroids now, and you they do in U.S. competition, correct? They actually, whatever. scrape the base straight tip to tail. Really? Send it to a lap. Yeah, it's wild. Really? I guess you can. That's like, how they do it. Yeah, you can like. I don't know. I guess your board can like. Does some weird stuff with the snow if you have like roids in the edges. <laughs> so some Board people roids. roid up the edges. Yeah, I guess it's like break up the snow or something. Really? Yeah. Well, you think about snowboarding, you are on your edge the most when you're snowboarding. Yeah. So when you have people have burrs on their edges, you know, if you're hitting a lot of rails, like take a gummy stone and oh, scrub yeah. those edges down because mm-hmm. that'll make you go faster than a wax a lot of times. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, once your edges are jacked. Yeah, no, it's bad. I like I've tried to ride a street spot board on <laughs> Brighton and it did not go well. Not go well. That'll really slow you down. You're like running out the rails. <laughs> Dude, one trick I wanted to talk about uh was that nose grab tail scrape front flipper, the <laughs> half cab one you did at X Games, and I know you did yeah. one last summer. Where did that springboard maneuver spawn from? Yeah, I don't know. I was at Hood, and I like they had that little pull jam like over the just to roll. It goes over this knuckle. It's like a little step up, mm-hmm. and I like I wasn't really having the most fun on it, like hitting it and like hand dragging or anything. So I was like, and I just started like fifty fifty in it, and then like I'd land on the knuckle, and I kind of just did a front flip because mm-hmm. it just does that when you like land on a knuckle sometimes. And then I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the the tail block kind of just popped into mind, and then yeah, I started trying it and got bodied a couple <laughs> times, and then it worked out. And then you were like, all right, I'm at Knuckle Huck. I'm going to take this to the the contest and do that. Yeah, that was like, I didn't even think of really trying that until the drive over to practice like on the night of Knuckle Huck. Cause it was like, it was so hard to like figure out what you want to try on that knuckle. Cause you could, like, we didn't really get to ride it that much. Cause they had like one Knuckle Huck practice other than the event. And then 
the others you were just like in the slope course where you could technically like hit the knuckle if you wanted, but you're trying to hit the slope course and like mm-hmm. get that done. So it's like super weird trying to figure all that out. So yeah, that that was a hectic send for me. I kind of just like grabbed and then like threw my tail down and just it, yeah, because I've I've only done it going really slow. So I didn't know what was going to happen going that fast or if I was going to, like, keep flipping or not flip. So it was, it was weird figuring that out for sure. And it worked. And then at the end of Knuckle Huck, if I remember correctly, it looked like you almost moused to Marcus Cleveland, like, you you deserve this. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just feel like he was hucking off the knuckle way more. Like, I didn't feel like I was really, like, hucking myself in a sense. I feel like I was kind of just staying in my comfort zone, doing, like, tricks I know I can do. But I guess, like... Not, most people haven't really seen those tricks before, which I didn't really think about, which I was, yeah, super stoked on. Mm. What a humble kid. Yeah. And you I, know, <laughs> I thought that, you know, Marcus from a non-biased just viewer, I feel like that's like his event too, well, though, well, he, also. And he, he was like, I don't know. He's capable of winning if he does all of his tricks. Yeah. Like yeah, he's the sure. dude, but it seems like he just, he did only landed that one crazy. Yeah, yeah. That well, one was, crazy one. But it's he, like I said, they gave us 25 minutes to like learn tricks, figure out new mm-hmm. tricks that have never been done before. Why did they only gonna, give you guys 25 minutes? That, that was like the practice every single time for like right before the event. It was, uh. it was insane. Mm-hmm. So like they said 30, but then there would be like something that kind of made it into 25 or some. Yeah, it was interesting. That's, that's wild. That's not a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Your shit down. Yeah, it was like four runs on the slope style course before the contest, which is crazy because you need like five, six, or seven to like even feel – closely comfortable like consistent like to be able to do your run every time consistently takes like at least four or five runs to get that like first two out of the way where you're like feeling consistent if that makes sense but Mm -hmm. you kind of just have to like first comp run throw your whole run did you first time going through it warm-ups no i just i like i hit everything first lap i just like go like 50s and board sides and like straight airs 360s and then the second lap around, once I like figure out the speed, then I'll try start trying my run. I like try my rail run, and then sometimes sometimes the jump run, but sometimes I like warm up the jumps. If it's Would speed. you did you do your whole run in practice? No, I I got I did everything besides like the double grab on that double. I hadn't done that all week. I was like trying to figure out how to do that double grab like on that side hit and it just would not work like one single time like that. I posted a clip of like the stale fish double crippler pullback thing mm-hmm. I did like on accident one time and that, yeah, that's the closest I could get to the double grab until like the run. And then I just was like, like threw it as hard as I pot, like threw triple and then it like worked. So I was stoked on, yeah, like the, the first two jumps and that third thing kind of all just came together. So you had that whole run planned. It was not off. The yeah, head. I was. I was trying. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really have like the double grab planned. I knew I wanted to go like double, double, but I knew like just I didn't want to grab mute and Indy like the whole entire run. So I was like, I gotta grab somewhere differently. So, fuck, that's amazing. That's tight. <laughs> so, and then did you do the? What did you do on the jump three? Was it a triple court? Yeah, on the, like the second uh, straight jump. I did, did you do that triple. in practice at all? No, I hadn't gotten that because <laughs> I was trying to learn to switch back twelve like the whole, whole time. <laughs> so annoying. Do you are you scared doing a back ten when you go into the jump? Um, I was scared like first time I did one this season, or I wouldn't really say back ten, but I'm definitely scared to do like a first the first front seven this season. Front <laughs> Just, seven? Yeah, it's more like, than back ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That doesn't well, make any I'm sense. I'm way more comfortable with backside, and I feel like I've. Like, I went through a season also where I, like, as soon, when I, as soon as I learned backed up 10s, I couldn't do back 7s, so I'd go, like, 
straight air back three back ten like every morning was my Holy like i'd shit. like wow up. well it's just like it's so comfortable especially on a big jump you just like throw it like it's not like you have to throw it too hard or too soft it's just like you literally just throw it like as hard as you would want to almost it's just like so natural and it just kind of i know i'm gonna get to my feet so it's like i'm not super scared of the back tens anymore but triples can be scary for sure like the first triple of the season but once i do like a couple of them and i just know that nothing's like changed from last season then it's pretty chill but just having like that couple month like skate break of where like that's all you're doing and your bodies might be like feeling different <laughs> is a little intim- intimidating especially a grown kid i guess huh? things can change yeah yeah for sure we have one last guest question from Sean Fitzsimons Fitzboy. and uh, Brock Crouch. Here we go. What up, Dust? What up, Bombhole? Sean Fitzsimons here, checking in from Aspen. We've traveled the world, had some funny times. Could you talk about that one time we jumped out that window in Austria? I also got a guest here who wants to ask a question. Yo, what up, Bombhole? What up, Dust? Brock Crouch calling in with Sean. Um, yeah, dude. I just kind of want to know who inspires you the most in uh, your clothing. I feel like you're always wearing super baggy stuff, throwing patches on your pants, and making super dope jeans. Peace. <laughs> um, Sean, we can't answer that question. <laughs> you can plead the fifth. We can plead the fifth. The Fifth Amendment. Plead the Amendment. Fifth Amendment. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, we'll plead that one. And then, I don't know, I like, kind of watched Brock, yourself, and Judd growing up, and Judd always had kind of had a baggy room, like more thuggish ste, which was pretty sick. And then Brock had just like this surfy, flowy, like sick kind of ste. And I just wanted to find that like happy medium sort of in a way. So yeah, I, and I don't know baggy. I feel like the baggier I go, the like the more kind of I like watching my style. Like the more I feel like it works because it definitely hides more imperfections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can like move like this much and you're baggy like, triple XL and no one can even see it. Like. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, and, like, OG snowboarding videos are just, like, all baggy, like, gangster rap. It's just so, such a sick vibe, I feel like. And I kind of want to keep that alive because, like, I, yeah, skinny pants aren't the, the move. And I feel like that's literally when I go into a snowboard shop, I can't find a single pair of non-skinny pants, like, at anywhere. <laughs> Notice that if you take a pant from, like, 05 to, like, oh, Dude. maybe two, 20. 12 or something like that they're just they're just baggy they're just yeah. like and then if you take somewhere along the line some sales rep was like we need to make these things <laughs> slim exactly and then i've put on a pair of like literally xl like the biggest pair of vocal pants i could find like xl like dude, look baggy xls are not xl no i put them on i was like dude these are so <laughs> like i couldn't even put my boot over these i feel like yeah if i tried if you i've had meltdowns where you like get some some outerwear and you're like, oh, these don't feel that bad. And then you like film a clip and you watch it. We, we can't use that. <laughs> yeah. We can't fucking use I've seen like, Chris do that. <laughs> yeah. Not baggy enough. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad yeah. you're keeping baggy shit alive, man. That's dope. Yeah, someone's got it. Tech nine, really? You guys didn't have a, you guys didn't have a problem with that with the tech nine outerwear, no, buds. Huh? Our shit was baggy. It was, our XL was XL. Well, yeah, just like growing up at bear too, like watching Bradshaw and like Magoon every day. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Those, that's just the super. <laughs> Super air horn <laughs> Not gonna catch those guys out in some slimmings. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. You can't even give uh, Lucas anything like besides a three X yeah. hoodie. He won't even accept it. <laughs> he's like, "What are you doing? I don't want that thing." Yeah. And he still wants the tall too, the mm-hmm. double X or tri X tall. And he's not six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One thing we breezed over quickly. I want to circle back and um, maybe pivot. Should I use? We, we haven't really pivot in a while. Yeah, I haven't hit yeah. a pivot in a minute. Pivot back to uh, getting on Solomon. 
and we've had a solid team for a long time, and I've kind of one of the older dogs on the team now, but I'm stoked to have you as a part of our squad, dude. Yeah, it's really thank exciting. You, dude. I'm, I'm stoked to be a part of it. You guys have a sick squad, so yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked. Yeah, it's been cool to have uh, like a breath of fresh air with a new younger generation. It's a lot of like, um, you know, people that film video parts, and we also have yeah. Emma Crosby, who's the, yeah, uh, one of the newer women on the team, and she's a ripper, so... It's just cool to see Solomon's kind of br- just that breath of fresh air. Yeah, and, of course. Um, hopefully yeah. we do some type of welcome to the team video. Do you know, are you working on anything like that? I, yeah, I haven't heard anything okay, about that. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we need to Sweet. push to make that happen. Maybe I'll just film one with my phone. <laughs> Perfect, dude. You put <laughs> just, one out. <laughs> just follow this guy on the park jumps for yeah, three laps. Welcome to it's the all, team. It's all it takes. It would so. be fun to go in the spring to Mammoth and just like make an edit, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mammy. That would be you sick. Know, Mammy dude, big dogs. The more I get older, the more I'm like, I like watching video parts but i love watching park edits i don't think we we got to make sure the park edits realistic. like yeah like back in the day when they used to have like what was the why am i blanking sunday in the park sunday in the park sunday, well sunday in the park and then mammoth hot, hot laps, laps. mammoth hot laps, hot laps. Sick. Yeah. yeah hot laps was my favorite to watch yeah that, mm-hmm. I, yeah that's what i was more on like just the hot laps youtube stuff sunday in the park kind of those videos it shows you what's going on with these guys mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, also pretty cool to jump on Solomon and just win a couple golds real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked, dude. So, the, yeah, definitely the best board I've written. I like the, I the flat nose and tail just because, like, I like to do a lot of butters, I feel like, and just it's almost like a, a corner you have to roll over instead of, like, a whole U. Like, mm. say you're going to go, like, tail drag a rail. You don't have, like, just that one fraction of a point on that circle to, like, drag. You have a whole edge mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it doesn't like slip it's just like super buttery and fun and pressy and for the nose blunts i saw you doing a lot of those at woodward like yeah, the yeah. nose blunts on the snow yeah super just fun kinda. yeah oh gee well dude i think we did it man um Hallelujah. really really <laughs> fun you know, a lot of really cool insightful stuff for an 18 year old really fucking a pleasure to chat Freshly with you yeah, 18 thank you guys so much yeah. for having me on i'm yeah i'm so stoked do you have any thank yous of people to help you along the way or anything like that yeah i'd love to thank like everybody who helped out with my real snow joey fava jack wiley all the boys literally every single person who just came out to pick up a shovel it was like the biggest help and i could, literally we could not have done it without you guys and then my family and my grandparents are just the biggest supporters i could ask for and then my coaches are just the raddest so yeah i can't thank everybody who's helped me out to get here enough and yeah, I'm stoked to meet some more people <laughs> like you guys. So <laughs> beautiful. Well, uh, future's bright for you, Dusty. Uh, Thanks, we're man. stoked to have you on. And uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. And we will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole.